Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Our question for today is, who is you? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Now, Tim isn't struggling with his grammar today. We really want to talk about who is the you being addressed in the scriptures. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Texas and the United Kingdom. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. The Bible has so many messages and stories. As we read what happened to the people in the Bible, we can often find ourselves in their shoes, understanding deeply what they experienced. In fact, our Elohim taught many people in the Bible by having them experience things so that they would see an issue as he sees it. That's right, Tim. We see the prophet Hosea being told to marry a woman who had, shall we say, an extensive resume of experiences with men. Mm. That was so that Hosea could see how our Heavenly Father saw Israel when they followed after other gods. We also see the prophet Ezekiel being told by Elohim to bake bread using human waste as fuel for the fire. Yikes. Now granted, Elohim allowed Ezekiel to use cow dung instead, but that was still a tough example. That example showed Ezekiel how disgusted the father was with his people at that time. In what may be the most well-known example, we see Father Abraham being told to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. That is a powerful object lesson for Abraham, Isaac, and for us as we read their story. It sure is, Mama. One doesn't even have to have a child to understand what Abraham must have felt and the immense amount of faith that he showed. What an awesome example. It really is, Daddy. Abba Father is always teaching us through his word and others' experiences. Needless to say, there are many opportunities for us to personally identify with or relate to what his word says. Of course, even that can be controversial. For example, when we read in the Bible the word you, the question becomes, who is the you that the speaker is referring to? Is it the reader? Is it the person or persons in front of them? Who is the speaker talking to? Who exactly is you? The answer varies based on who the speaker was, what was said, and the context of what was said, including who was around to hear it. Let's look at a few examples. Most of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 12 to 13 is quoted in many churches. It says, Yehovah will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. Yehovah will make you the head, not the tail. Now that's a wonderful, powerful declaration from the Elohim of Israel, but who is you in this verse? We know that the speaker is Moshe, or Moses, and Deuteronomy is his last detailed message to Israel, reminding them about the word of Elohim. 
So in this case, the U is the nation of Israel, right? If a believer identifies as being part of the nation of Israel, I can see how that believer would see themselves as the U Moshe was speaking to. Like many popular scripture quotes, it might help to keep reading. So, what does the rest of Deuteronomy 28 verse 13 say? It says, If you pay attention to the commands of Jehovah your Elohim that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Mama, to me, it doesn't sound like one could opt in for the you will always be at the top part and opt out for the part that requires them to follow Elohim's instructions. Could this be the reason why so many believers are more like the tail than the head, borrowing more than we lend, and not seeing success in all of our work? Failure to follow Elohim's instructions resulted in exile from the promised land. Most of Israel is still in exile to this day, but that's a topic for another time. When a believer identifies as you in a passage of scripture, context is everything. Agreed, Daddy. Let's look at another scripture from the Torah. Exodus chapter 19 verses 5 through 6 say, in part, Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. There's that you again. Believers today have no problem identifying with the you in this scripture. The fact that we see it referred to in Luke and twice in Revelation make it an easy association. Like the scripture we read from Deuteronomy 28, there is more to the story. Let me read all of Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6. It says, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So, the speaker is Yehovah, and he's telling Moshe to relay a message to the Israelites. Now, I doubt that everyone who identifies as a believer in the Elohim of Israel actually identifies as an Israelite. Also, this scripture specifically references the covenants. That reminds me of what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2. Reading from verse 11, it says, Therefore, remember that formerly you, who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised, by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember, at that time you were separated from Messiah, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without Elohim in the world. But now in Messiah, you, who once were far away, have been brought near by the blood of Messiah. Tim, both scriptures reference the covenant as being foundational to being a kingdom of priests and being brought near to the Messiah and to Israel as citizens. Mama, I have a question. Okay. Under what circumstances could someone be included in the covenants of Israel, but not subject to the laws of Israel, which are the instructions of Elohim? And who would take that deal if it were available to them? Now, here's how Moshe described the constitution of Israel in Deuteronomy 4. Reading from verse 5, See, I have taught you decrees and laws as Jehovah my Elohim commanded me, 
so that you may follow them in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations, who will hear about all these decrees and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their Elohim near them the way our Elohim is near us whenever we pray? And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I'm setting before you today? Mama, this law doesn't sound like a curse to me or a burden. I would say it sounds like a light. I agree. And that's a nice segue to our next scripture. We find it in the New Testament. It says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Let's think about who this you is referring to this time. This scripture comes from Matthew chapter 5, and the speaker is Yeshua the Messiah. Believers around the world proudly stand up and proclaim that they are the light of the world. Now, while I'm not refuting that, I do want to mention that the likely audience Yeshua was directly speaking to was mostly Jewish people. There may have been a few Gentiles in the group, but there were surely no Christians. Imagine that. Yeshua, the Messiah, said that Jews were the light of the world. Mm. So, when it comes to being the light of the world and the salt of the earth, it's okay to accept that the you is referring to any believer in Yeshua. And we also get to opt in on being the head and not the tail, which is a really great blessing. Conversely, when Yehovah Elohim himself, in an audible voice, gives the ten words or commandments, we get to choose the ones we don't want to follow? What? Or, when Moshe recorded that Yehovah told him to give certain instructions to the people of Israel, we get to choose whether or not the you applies to us? It doesn't sound right, Daddy. Well, uh, since I'm on a roll with the questions right now, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and subscribe to the yous that seem most advantageous or the yous that your Bible teacher told you to believe in? Or would you take the red pill and search the scriptures to affirm for yourself which yous are actually for you? Only you can answer that question. We have a few points for you to consider. They all have something to do with you and the way you relate to Elohim's instructions. Here's our first point. Many believers were taught that it is impossible to keep all of the hundreds of instructions in the Torah. When we look closer at these instructions, not every instruction applies to every believer. Some apply only to priests, and some of them apply only to the high priest. There are instructions given for women, for men, for parents, for children, and other specific categories of people. Other instructions only apply in certain situations that not everyone will face in their lifetime. There are even instructions that apply only if you, as part of Israel, are living in the land. So our point is, unless you're a high priest, you probably don't have hundreds of laws or instructions to follow. Regardless of which ones apply to you, 
All of Elohim's instructions are a blessing, not a burden, and they should all be followed. The historical separation between Jews and non-Jewish-born believers have resulted in bias in the Jewish people, as well as in the non-Jewish-born believers. You are responsible for overcoming these biases and understanding the word of Elohim as it was given in a Hebrew context. In fact, you are responsible for searching out the scriptures to determine when the you actually means you. Follow the example of those noble Bereans. If you discover that your beliefs are based on traditions or anything other than the instructions of Elohim, you must change what you believe and what you do. Your favorite Bible teachers are not responsible for what you believe. Your beliefs are determined by you. Amen, Daddy. Well, that's all we have time for today. Read over the scriptures we shared and discuss them with a friend. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where you can handle the truth.